This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. In his new book, Business Persons, A Legal Theory of the Firm, Wharton Professor of Legal Studies and Business Ethics, Eric W. Wartz, tackles head-on the question of whether corporations are people. The Citizens United Supreme Court decision, for example, ruled that they are, allowing companies to give unlimited amounts of money anonymously to political causes. This ruling, however, raises concerns about undue political influence and outright bribery incentives. We're speaking today with Eric Ortz, a professor of legal studies and business ethics at Wharton, about his new book released in September here, uh, titled Business Persons, A Legal Theory of the Firm. Thanks for joining us today, Eric. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Um, A book covers a lot of ground, but I think uh, today I'd like to focus on a couple of specific ideas in the book that were very interesting. One has to do with executive compensation, and the second has to do with the Citizens United Supreme Court case, which uh, gave corporations the right to spend, I think, unlimited amounts in uh, on political groups and campaigns and candidates and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, based on the Citizen United decision, um, corporations are people too, right? Or, or are they? Well, that's one of the uh, that's one of the main questions that I try to answer in the book, or at least uh, elucidate. So, the title of the book is called "Business Persons," and what I mainly argue in much of the book is that corporations are persons, but that doesn't mean that they're people, and therefore, as the majority of the Supreme Court said, they have all of the rights, apparently, that people do. Persons, uh, not people. Interesting yeah, so, uh, so Now, it's interesting because, actually, people are persons in legal terms as well, and so we don't treat all people equally either. So uh, infants are treated differently than adults. Aliens are treated differently than citizens. Uh, slavery was a big issue for many years until uh, rights were accorded to uh, to every person uh, without uh, without any discrimination. So, uh, so the idea of legal persons is quite a deep uh, and difficult idea in the law in general. And what I try to talk about in the book is how businesses are persons, and really it wouldn't make any sense uh, to think of them not as persons, or it would uh, cause a radical revolution in how we uh, how we act every day. So uh, businesses own property, and they have rights to protect that property. Businesses uh, are constructed and have legal rights to, of standing to uh, protect those who are working in the business. So in that sense, uh, businesses can be said to represent people, and people represent businesses. Uh, but there's so some things they can't do, right? They can't. They can't vote. That's correct. They, so can't, there, they can't go to jail. There are some, there are some <laughs> rights that, we clear, that, that clearly corporations do not have. Uh, it's not possible to put a business in jail, although it's possible to put people who are acting on behalf of businesses in jail. And there's a debate in the law about whether companies uh, and other businesses should be uh, criminally uh, 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 criminally culpable. So some countries say it doesn't make any sense to put a, to say a company could be uh, uh, committing a crime. The United States, that's different. And we uh, currently have the SAC capital case or the SAC company uh, uh, case where uh, your uh, that, ra- that 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 issue is being raised. So uh, so yeah, the so there are many co- different kinds of questions. And with respect to the Citizens United case, what I argue is uh, that the court really both sides of the opinion, uh, both both sides of the Supreme Court 
uh, decision in Citizens United, I think, do not go deeply enough into the question of what does it mean to say that corporations are persons. And then once you start thinking about that, you might come to a better answer than either yes, they do have all these rights or no, they don't have any rights. So you disagree with the Supreme Court's decision. And, um, and well, actually, I disagree with both both the majority decision and the minority decision. So I'm, okay. I'm well, sure it'll be a popular uh, a popular argument. Let's I'm start making. with the majority decision. Um, they went too far. They gave away too many rights to. I think the company. majority decision basically go, doesn't go into the question very carefully by saying, "Well, look, here are all these cases in which we have found corporations to have rights as persons. Therefore, they have rights uh, for political speech." Now, it might make sense to give corporations rights for political speech in some some context, but on the other hand, it might not. And so uh, there, there are questions that are raised in the dissent, for example, that for many years there have been a question of if companies get too involved in politics, isn't there going to be a corruption problem where companies are only going to be supporting uh, issues and candidates that are going to benefit them? Is that really – is the public interest really going to result in the best laws that way? Is that uh, shouldn't there be some have, restrictions? Um, is that because they would have an outsized amount of um, money to Well, it's partly – that's issues? another argument. Another argument is that uh, – and Justice Stevens in dissent raises this argument as well – is that there will be too much influence if you allow companies into politics. Uh, the other argument, though, is a corruption argument, and that is uh, it's clear that there are some limitations. So almost everyone agrees that bribery should not be allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to go to Congress and say, hey, I'll give you this much money if you vote in this way. That's clearly illegal. Uh, what's not so clear is what about these grayer areas where uh, you have campaign financing and other uh, – and campaigns in general where you have uh, various organizations uh, active in trying to form public opinion and what is the legitimate role of uh, business in that process. And my, guess, my, my feeling is that there's probably a gray area where sometimes you want to have the uh, public informed about issues that business is going to be closest at uh, knowing about and they should have a right to be talking about those issues. On the other hand, when it's sliding over into a question of uh, potential corruption or potential uh, distortion of the process, then I think Justice Stevens has a good argument. Now, on the other hand, I think the dissent goes too far by saying corporations are not people, therefore they're not persons, therefore we can do any kind of regulation whatsoever. If we follow that argument to its logical extreme, we'd have a lot of problems also. For example, can a company protect its own property? A lot of property in the United States and the Western world in general is uh, is in corporations, is technically and legally owned by those corporations. So to, so to say that they would have no constitutional right of property uh, or to protect that, their property would seem to override all the individual people's interests in that property. And I mean, firms. do you think that's what the dissent was suggesting, or you're simply saying that's the logic? Well, I think that's the logic. The, the dissent doesn't really uh, parse where you're going to draw a line here. And I think that that was a weakness of the dissenting opinion. So you're going you're to see this issue, I think. It's not going to be disappearing after Citizens United. You're going to continue to have this kind of question raised. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, um, I mean, you could imagine a lot of different kinds of cases that would, that would be in the middle. Is there any sort of practical way to think about this, what makes sense, what doesn't, just as a, you know, an average person looking at what seems fair um, 
Well, one, one suggestion I make in the book is that maybe both sides can come to what uh, President Gutman has called a spirit of compromise. And uh, her recent book, she talks about there are cases, uh, people remember cases where Democrats and Republicans actually agree on things and pass legislation. President Gutman being but president, president of Amy the University Gutman of Pennsylvania. University, right. but, I, but I argue that one example here should be, although it isn't presently, that everyone should, I think, agree that if companies are contributing money uh, to political campaigns or, uh, are, or, or making political advertisement, advertisements, it should be disclosed that that's happening. Now, some people, uh, there, are, 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 there are people who argue against that, but I think that would be uh, at least one step in the right direction of having tr some transparency in the process. And there are privately, uh, there are some uh, groups uh, that are arguing for political accountability. There are shareholder groups who are trying to uh, get companies to do this. Many companies do this on their own. And many companies actually uh, have decided just to opt out of this whole process. So just because the Supreme Court says companies have a right to be involved in politics, uh, a lot of companies don't decide not to get involved in politics because you might just get everyone angry at you and that's no way to sell your products. Requiring companies to disclose how much they're giving and who they're giving it to seems like a reasonable thing, but that's actually not required under the current law. What, what are the arguments against that? Well, I think someone who takes a very strong view that corporations have political rights and they're the same as any individual adult might say, well, individual adults don't have to, do, to ha have to disclose this sort of thing, so you can vote in its secret, for example. But I think that the reasons that we allow that sort of non-disclosure, for example, secret balloting, don't apply when you're uh, when you are talking about problems of potential corruption or distortion of the political process. I think at the end of the day, most uh, political scientists or others who look at what democracy is about would say that mainly it's voters that should decide, and that means individual uh, human beings. Uh, no one is arguing that corporations have a right to vote, for example. Uh, Stevens makes a lot of that in his dissent. So clearly we have to ha – some kinds of restrictions are obviously uh, appropriate, and this seems to me to be one that might start to uh, uh, put, the, put, the, put some balance into the system. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.